It's been a while. A whole month. One whole month. And Drive for- a few days. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Uh, lately, I've been working in my yard a lot. Me too. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. We moved into a home that, well, we've talked about this before, but the yard was like a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yours was too, though, really. Yeah, mine was just was completely dirt. unfinished. Yeah. Ours was this ugly. I mean, it still is because I don't know what to do with it. We have, have you been in my backyard without it being dark? Have you like been out there? Uh, I think I've seen outside once. Yeah, but I haven't been out. Well, there. Well, the grass—he had like a border. The guy lived there before, and then it was just dirt, no grass in there, and there was rocks like surrounding the border that was like pink. Hmm. So he has this ugly pink rock. So anybody out there has pink rock? No offense, but it's it's like hideous rock. I'm not a fan of it. Are you looking to get rid of some rock? You trying to come pick up some rock? <laughs> I do not like it. You, I you might, might like it. I might take some free rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. I told my wife, number one, there's so much of it. I don't know. I even know how I would get it out. Yeah. Like there's no, I don't, I feel like once the rock is in, it's just committed to being there until whatever. I mean, yeah. what do you do with rock? You can't, I mean, who comes to pick it up? Nobody. You can try and sell yeah. it on offer up, <laughs> but I feel like nobody's gonna buy that. Yeah, I don't just you take pile it, to the it on your on your uh, bulk pickup, but they won't pick it up. I was gonna say pile it on your driveway and then try to sell it on an offer up. Yeah, something, but then it's gonna bucks, be there forever. <laughs> I don't know if you take it to the dump or what you do, but anyways, been working my yard trying to get like everything nice. You probably just drive out to the desert and drop it. <laughs> it's just rocks. It's probably illegal. <laughs> I feel like it'd be illegal. <laughs> Just like you can't take rocks from the desert and put them in your yard. Did you know that's a thing? I've never really thought about it, but I guess it it makes sense. Like you don't own those rocks. But who does? The government. Yeah, it's pro- probably state land or county land. So I used to or municipal land. <laughs> yeah, I used to drive out to the middle of the desert with my grandfather. He's probably listening. Maybe not out to the middle of the desert, but he used to live. I mean, the house I used to live in, that was his house. Mm-hmm. And in front of that house was a neighborhood that didn't used to be there. It used to just be desert. Sure, yeah. And you could like ride bikes through there and all sorts of stuff. And we would go out there and he would just pick up boulders that he wanted for his yard and bring them home and rather than buying a boulder. Nice. I never knew it was like illegal, but it is an illegal thing. It's like <laughs> digging up a cactus. You can't dig up a cactus out in the middle of the desert either. And yeah, well, saguaros are protected. I knew that. Yeah. By so, any, like, no one can touch it. Like, if they're there, they're there. Yeah. Like, if you're developing land, like, you have to have, like, you, so you have to pay for somebody to come in and remove it and move it somewhere else. My grandpa has two massive saguaros in his front yard, though. Yeah. I think you can plant saguaros, but they're, like, protected by. So, the like, that's in his yard right now. There's two saguaros. If someone moves in there, they can't, like, chop them down and get rid of them. I don't think so. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe it's only if they're it's like dying or already something. there. Like if they've already like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like if, a little different. If they were already there and you bought the land, maybe maybe it's different if like you planted it and wanted to remove it. Dude, those saguaros. If like, I'm always cautious of walking by my grandfather's because I think those things will kill you. If <laughs> Does they, it look like, like it's gonna like fall? Dude, over? he has so many support beams on that thing. It's huge. I mean, this thing is massive. So. It must have been there before he bought the house, but it has four or five arms on it. Wow. It's big. And saguaros, you can tell how old they are by how many arms, I think. And you times it by a number. Mm. Whatever. This thing's huge, and he has all these wooden plywood things like supporting the arms because they're just so massive. 
Dang. Imagine that thing falling off and impaling you on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. But, like, to take him down, you can't. I mean, I'm sure you could yourself, but there's, like, I think you have to hire somebody to come out and cut it down. Have you ever had to, like, remove cactus needles from yourself? Yes. I had one of those one type on my leg one time, the jumper cactus. It's mm. like the ball of yellow. Same, yep. Those are pretty The brutal. jumping choya. Yeah. I was working on a uh, a video shoot. It was like a production company I was working for, and they are shooting a commercial for Powerline Inspectors. Mm-hmm. And so they needed a lot of helicopter footage, like flying over the power lines. So yeah. we were out in the desert up north of Anthem mm-hmm. and they would just go fly for 20 minutes and then they'd land real quick and I'd run and grab the P2 cards from the camera and hand them two empty ones and then that, while they were flying I would dump the footage from the P2 cards onto the computer and then switch them out again and switch them out again how long did you do that for how much footage like are they trying to get um uh it was it was the a pretty good like hmm. full day of of shooting footage you did that all day pretty much yeah (laughs) so uh one of the times when i was running to the helicopter and back from the the suv i there was a i must have picked up a like a choya on my shoe and i didn't notice did it go through the sole i well it was like on the top of my shoe i didn't notice and as i was running i brought my foot up and i just drove the choya like into the Uh. into the calf of my other foot shorts on um no jeans yeah and so i like oh and like <laughs> kept going <laughs> i limped to the helicopter handed it him the cards took the other cards i limped back i like put the cards in the seat next to me and then just like looked at like this joya sticking out my leg and so first i like grabbed the jeans and just like pulled real hard uh-huh. and got it to fall off and i had to roll it up and were, luck- they, in, were they in your calf still yeah they were in my calf uh, it's probably like there's probably like twelve to seventeen uh, spines some in my calf, and they have a hook on the end. Yeah, they got that little hook. I learned later that I think what you're supposed to do is like snip the top, the back off, like they're hollow on the inside, is what I've uh-huh. what I've heard. So like if you if you like cut them in half, uh-huh. it uh, it releases the pressure, and then they're a lot easier to pull out because it almost vacuums into your oh I skin. see yeah. But since it's hollow, like when you cut that and the air can flow through, it's easier to pull out. Hmm. I didn't know that at the time, so I just had a pair of pliers you and just, just, just one by one, just yanking them out. And like as you yank, was it? Were they big ones? Were they pretty good yeah, size? Yeah, they're they're pretty long. And like as you're yanking them, it's just like ripping act- through activating your, skin. your muscle. Like my calf would, <laughs> my calf yeah. would like spasm every time I was like tugging on one. Oh man, it's so weird. Yeah, I got one. It went through my shoe. Like through like the bottom, through the, through the top, through but the like top. through the top on my foot, on my sole, of my foot, or the top of my foot right here. And that's why you don't play soccer with a choya. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, just been working my yard. Not a whole lot. Waiting for baby number four. He'll be here in like three to four weeks. It's crazy, man. And uh, we're not prepared at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally like last minute on this one. Just not struggling, but just. There's just so much going on, and three yeah. other kids. It's like, oh crap, we have another baby. 
We got to like get a, we have a crib, but we don't have like a mattress yet. We don't have a car seat. Malachi's got to move to the back of the van. He can't even buckle himself in yet. Oh man. So it's going to be just like, we're just all these things just, we got to get in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be consuming my time. Yeah. I remember speaking of like being like in the back seat and not being able to like even buckle yourself in. I remember one time being at my dad's softball game at, Oh, what what's the name of that 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 softball field that's in surprise it's like like you know how Dysart will run into grand mm-hmm. and then if you turn right you're in like old town surprise and there's like a couple of different baseball fields yeah. right there in old town surprise that's like el mirage right Th- that that little area is surprise is surprise huh. and once you hit el mirage road it's it el mirage, mirage yeah, yeah. So they've like redone that whole area. Have you been over there recently? Not, not, no, not like the downtown surprise area. Sorry, but they've redone, yeah, all the street lights. They put in new sidewalks. There's like planted new planted trees, a bunch of nice. different stuff in there. Wow, which is cool. Yeah, it looks nicer over there. Anyway, sorry, very nice softball field. Yeah, well, anyway, one time we were there and my my little sister Ashley was asleep in the car and everybody else was outside the car watching the game. And she was just sleeping in the car in the parking mm-hmm. lot. I think she was close by. I think we were really close. And um, we went to get back in the car, and we realized that the car was locked. So you guys are all outside of it. And, and we're she's... all outside. She's <laughs> inside and asleep. And so we woke her up. Is she little, though, at this point? Like, how old she is she? She was probably, she would have been, like, five or six. So she would have been old enough huh. to, like, understand and like I think at this point in time she would just escape from her car seat and you'd be like, get back in your car seat. Like she could unbuckle it herself yeah. and do whatever. But like for whatever reason, just like waking up and realizing that everybody was stuck outside of the was car. Was she crying and screaming? Yeah, she just started crying. And it was like I just remember it being a big ordeal trying what to What did like, you guys end up doing? I don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened. We might have had the fire department come. Come and open the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like Ashley, you do this all the time. Get out of <laughs> He's close to doing it. Fenway is going to have to be like the person that does it for us or something. Yeah. Because I'm not crawling back there. And I know Mercedes will want to crawl back there all the time and buckle them in. So, Man. yeah. So do you do you feel like the old uh, stereotype rings true of like on your fourth kid? It's like, yeah, the kid will be fine. <laughs> like, that, that's where like, we're at on like our third. <laughs> like, the, like the first kid, you're like way over prepared. Way too cautious, and now this kid is it's just like going to be like... Thrown, yeah, <laughs> just handle yourself. Yep. <laughs> Which is funny. I mean, for those who are familiar with, like, the birth order, mm-hmm. like, last-born kids are normally pretty, like, self-sufficient. They because, have to be. They don't because, get nothing. Yeah, they're just, like, they're just, <laughs> they're in the, they're throughout, like, they're instantly thrown into just chaos. <laughs> like, there's no time just to breathe. Like, with the firstborn, it's like... Everything's about you. Last born, it's like, hey, we got three other kids to worry about here that are mobile. You can hang by yourself for a little bit. Here's the bottle. Figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with Luella, we're kind of at that point too, where she's pretty, she walks now. She's totally mobile, walks everywhere. Um, Man, that's fast. Dude, it's crazy. Fenway starts school in August. Like all the things are just blown. Fenway starts school in in August, next August. August. 
thing, bro. And like when I came back from Kentucky and I started working at Avondale when you were there, she was not walking yet. She was not even a year. I know. I remember the first time I saw Fenway in person was at Starbucks in surprise. Oh yeah. You were wearing a sun hat. Yeah, we ran into each other and <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. Was, she was like literally a baby. A fresh infant. Yeah. Man, that's yeah, it's crazy to think about that. But uh yeah, we're at that point with the well where it's kind of like, you can walk now. We'll just leave you upstairs with the <laughs> other kids. So here's a story. Mercedes might not want me telling it, but I'm going to tell it anyways. <laughs> so I'm at work last week on Tuesday, and Mercedes calls me, but I'm like in a meeting. But it's not like an important meeting where I could have couldn't have answered. I just didn't because we were talking about something. I think it was like Mexico or something. And yeah just student team. So she calls and I'm like, oh, I'll just call her back in a few minutes. And then she texts me and she says, call me ASAP. I'm like, oh man. Oh snap. That must be going on. And I step away from the table and I call her. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's So she's bawling hysterically and I'm like trying to get out of her what's going on. And she proceeds to say Luella fell all the way down the stairs. Like oh, all the way from the very, very top all the way to the very bottom. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Like she's crying. She seems okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope she's okay. And I'm like, I'm recalling the time I dropped Malachi on the floor and the doctor telling me like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's, just, that's just like what they're made to do. Yeah, you're missing a part of that story. <laughs> when you dropped Malachi on the floor because you were trying to get the dog's Dog, head out yeah. of the... <laughs> have we told that story on here? We have. I think we have, yeah. yeah um, throwback to previous episode. <laughs> but Malachi, what happened was he left, he came downstairs we have a gate at the top and bottom now because she can move. So we got to make sure she can't get on the stairs or go up. Mm-hmm. And he left the gate at the top open and came downstairs. And she just like, and then just tumbled. Just all the- do, 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 she do, said she do, heard do, do. it and then like ran over there. And she's like on the tile at the bottom of the stairs, just oh, crying. Man. And uh, I'm like, well, is she fine. She's like, well, she's crying, but she's moving and walking. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's just like that's bound to happen at some point that we have a child that falls down the stairs. Fully carpeted stairs, which is probably yeah. a, a blessing. But And like if it was Finway, uh when Finway was that age. Yeah, probably it would have been it. like straight to the doctor. Straight to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like with Malachi when I dropped him on his face that one time, I probably would have went straight to the doctor too if I wouldn't have known our buddy Brent and yeah. been able to just call him and be like, Hey, what should I do about this? Because I didn't he Malachi was like three months old. I mean, he was like a a baby baby. Like couldn't even move when I dropped him. Just just like stuck to the ground, dead weight. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but even with him, like we probably would have went straight to the doctor. But yeah, I mean, the, it's it's funny now. Like I feel like we've seen what like real injury looks like. Um, because mm-hmm. like when Malachi fell and bashed his teeth back in his gums, and yeah, like you know, you can tell. There's like a certain cry that you know that's not like a fake or just like, uh, like I hurt myself or whatever. Right. There's like a, a the yeah. run of the mill cry. And then uh, there's like a, oh crap. Like I am injured help. <laughs> cry. Yeah. So I feel like now that we've been four years in, it's, it's a lot easier for us to kind of talk to each other and be like, well, what's he acting like? What's the cry? Like I can hear her crying and it's more of like a wailing. Like it's more mm-hmm. of just like a, scared or something like i don't know it's just it's different and i think that's what changes i don't think it's necessarily like oh you can just do it on your own it's more of like you just know now Mm -hmm. 
you're you're familiar with the way the child's personality is and what they react to and how they react and I think that makes it more at ease a little bit. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the um about our our family dog as he was getting super old in age? The one you have right now or was it an older dog? It was an older dog. And so no, like haven't. in my parents' house like it's got those two staircases. Uh-huh. And he got to the point where he would uh spend most of his day spend most of his day just kind of standing and staring off of the top of the staircase. And then sometimes he'd start to walk and just like completely miss the steps and just <laughs> do, 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 all are the they, way down are, to are the Are those landage. stairs a, a wraparound staircase? Yeah. It's like an up and then turn and, and then back up yeah. the other way? Yeah. And then sometimes he'd get super excited for some reason when he was coming down the stairs and he'd just jump from like four steps. And he just because <laughs> he had these never little, little stubby though? legs. Didn't phase him. Oh, he was he was gone. He was like <laughs> when, when we we I forget what I was in. I was in college uh, when I got the phone call that they that they had to put Barkley down. Were and, you bummed? Uh, I was, but it was nice being like removed, like. Like it only was, seeing him a little bit over the previous four years. But it was probably long overdue. Yeah, I think I think they were like, Oh yeah, this dog <laughs> this dog's not walking out of here. <laughs> you can't take him home. Yeah. He like it got to the point where uh the the groomers wouldn't take him anymore because he would just like convulse until he was basically having a seizure and throwing up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. That's traumatic. And so and like he he would freak out if anybody like it. You could tell it, it hurt for you to touch him. So if you tried to pet him, he just wasn't happy. Yeah, it. you could tell it was like painful for him. And Man, imagine like going to the groomer and it's like somebody's first day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cut cut the hair on this dog real quick. It's just like, <laughs> like oh my god, like, that'd be awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, that's... my parents like since they couldn't. He was a Maltese. Uh, Maltese poodle, and so like his hair would just grow and grow uh-huh. and grow, and so. Did your parents eventually have so, to cut it? Or so what? yeah, so my dad would sit there with like scissors or with like a uh, with like the uh-huh. clippers, and he'd like get like and One then strip, and then Barkley would like wake up and like move his head, <laughs> and then he'd wait for him to lay back down, and then. Until finally, like, he only has one side completely shaven. It takes, like, a few days <laughs> to get through the whole dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad she's okay. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's, like, totally fine. And she's, like, talking now. and That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's nuts. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're going to have four, and then that's it. Like, this is our last pregnancy for sure like this is for sure it and it's kind of surreal mercedes is like man i just this pregnancy went so fast and like i don't even like i'm never gonna feel this way like ever again is that is she saying that in a good thing i think she's saying in a good way like personally like health wise personally but i think too emotionally like whatever that bond is between a mom and a, a kid i'm sure it's something i would never obviously never know but mm-hmm. like that feeling of carrying a living thing is probably pretty like she's like man i'm going to miss having that you know yeah so it's it's definitely like a bittersweet for her i'm super like i'm really i think i'm excited because we've been in this stage for ever yeah like since we've been married there's been no mercedes like we're th- we were th- talking about this the other day 
somebody else was asking me about too, but we've, she's been pregnant our whole marriage. Yeah. Like for real. Like she was pregnant and it was like, well, for those nine month stints where she wasn't. Yeah. And then we just got pregnant right away again, you know? So we've just never known like, and I think I'm more excited to just like not be, not have like in a year. No. Well, it's time to have another baby. Yeah. No, that's just, no, we're not, we're done. And the kids are going to get older and older and older. And it's just interesting. So that means that a certain appointment's going to be coming up soon. <laughs> are yeah. we uh, are we having a live from the vasectomy podcast? No, no, <laughs> that'd be so awful. I'd probably. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I could keep it together. I honestly want to find a spot that'll just put me to sleep. Really? Yeah. Just want to be completely out. Yeah, like I've heard, I've heard some good stories, and I've heard like some negative ones. And I've heard one too many negative ones where I'm just like, nah. If I can find a spot that I'll pay, if it's an extra hundred, two hundred bucks out of my pocket, I'll probably just do it. And people might call me a sissy, but I don't care. What if I go anyway and just record <laughs> well, live, <I'm> asleep. <laughs> live reporting? <laughs> so Justin's asleep now. Oh, dude, that'd be oh my gosh. I'm They're not making looking, the incision. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Plus, I think a vasectomy is always, you know, reversible. That snip snap. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even looked into getting the surgery done. So I was supposed to do it like in September when we got back from my vacation. It just not happening yet. Man, you better not accidentally end up with uh, five babies. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> no, we'll definitely do something before next June, which would be, you know, that's kind of how this, that's kind of how this last one happened. So. About six months after, <clears throat> so playing with fire, man. I know, <laughs> dude. I have some friends that have kids that are eighteen or seventeen year old, a fourteen year old, and an eleven year old, and neither of them are fixed. And I have another set of friends who have a nine. So like they've gone eleven years without, but like just happened, like no accidents. Dang, they're like in their forties. I'm like, bro. What what would you do? Like I know right now it's like now nah, we're at the risk. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta do something. And originally we were talking about doing it together, going and just doing it like a. I had another friend of mine that you know, but he did like a couple's vasectomy, and then bought like a three night stay at a hotel, and they just brought an Xbox and played video games for three days because you can't do anything when you have that. Like you legit can't. They say to take like three three days off and just sit on the couch. Don't Dang. pick up anything. Don't walk. Just like, or else it's awful, I've heard. If you like try to go back to work too soon or whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that with somebody. Well, that's exciting news. Yeah. What about you? When am I getting my vasectomy? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you asked me what's new, what, what I've been up to. Oh, but okay. That. Um, I'm surprised I don't see any uh, AirPod Pros over here. Oh, bro. <laughs> we can talk about that another time. How are your AirPods? They're lasting? great. They're okay. Sometimes I put them on and like one will work and one won't. I've yep. noticed one charges faster than the other. I'm yeah. assuming that's just a, a problem that comes with a portable charger like that. That has to. Yeah, it's probably dirty in there. I mean, you taught that's me. Say, you I've taught heard... me getting the lint out of my phone allows it to charge better. So maybe I should just. Uh... Yeah, I've heard that that you can do similarly clean the contacts in the list or in the case and. Yeah. And 
pull it out. Those things get filthy. They do. They get, it's the magnet on there. Right. It, it attract, and you can't even get everything. it off, and yeah, it's annoying. So, um, yeah, I don't have AirPods Pro, but dude, those are sweet. Like I'm coming up on, I think three years of having AirPods. Yeah. Is I'd that say. is that when did AirPods come out? You got them right away. I remember. Yeah, I, I got them. They came out in in December, and I got them mine in January. Man, I thought they were so weird looking too. I I just knew right away. Like for years, I think I've talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. For years, I just wanted something that I could have a singular earbud, just one little earbud, and that's it at a time. Do you still only use one earbud at a time? Uh, mostly when I'm at work, yeah, because it's it's quiet around me. I'm just trying to listen to like Bill Simmons or something. Yeah. And if he uh, cusses out loud, I don't want anybody walking <laughs> walking by to to have to clutch their pearls. Okay, yes, they uh, went on sale December 13th, 2016. So um, I will have had mine for three years in January. And you still love them? Oh, I still absolutely love them. Um, the, the battery hitting the three-year close to three-year mark i feel like the battery is starting to wear pretty thin does it last a full day uh so like working out in the yard on like my day off i will have to i'll work i'll work with one in and i'll swap them uh back and forth and i probably have to swap them every hour and a half or so yeah so they're supposed to last like five hours. Yeah, so, mine lasts about four. So yeah, so mine have dropped pretty significantly. Yeah, but I mean that would happen like your phone. I mean it happens yeah. with anything, anyways. Yeah, and this these are having a lot more frequent charges. Yeah. Then I think I use my AirPod. I think they're in my ears. Fifteen hours. I mean they're in my ears all day. Yeah. Same. Like at work, I almost always have one in. And then I just turn it off. I need to talk to somebody. Yep. But it stays positive. in. I don't ever take it out. It's awesome. Yeah. The AirPods Pro with the, uh, with like the pass through, the transparent, the like, transparent mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like once someone starts talking and you start talking, it lowers the volume and then pushes through your conver- the conversation, like picks yeah. it up. That's crazy. It's pretty exciting. So you're going to get some? What are they? 200 some bucks? Yeah. I think like 250. Um, I don't know. We'll see what the holidays have in store. So there is one thing on uh that you put on on the notes. I originally had it listed for a cold opener, mm-hmm. but considering we're <laughs> a little over ways in. A, over half hour into yeah. recording, <laughs> um, you wrote, and I quote: "I can tell a lot about a person." On how they prepare a pizza or make a sandwich. <laughs> Can you not? So I want to call this sandwich astrology. <clears throat> I'm not just throwing this in here because we did a whole thing on peanut butter and jellies either. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, man, I forget where I was. Maybe it was pyology or one of those like okay, yeah, make a pizza places. And this girl that was making my pizza was like putting a lot of time and effort into proportionally separating my meats and cheeses and all the different things. Mm. Whereas sometimes you go to like a subway, which I haven't been to a subway in forever. Yep. They just throw the meat on there and it drives me up the wall. Nothing's proportioned and it's 
thin meat anyways, and it's friggin' irritating. <clears throat> anyways, I'm at this pizza place, and she's putting all this stuff in my pizza, and I'm putting a lot of toppings on there, and everything, every slice was such a good slice. <laughs> and I think it was at that moment when I was eating that pizza is when I wrote that in, in Trello, the app we use. And I remember pulling it out and thinking like, oh, man, that girl made a good pizza. And I think in my mind, like when I make a sandwich at home, it takes me like a long time to make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to make a sandwich? So I made a triple-decker peanut butter and honey for lunch today. Wow. With a glass of chocolate milk. I've still got so much chocolate syrup. You got to you gotta take some <laughs> off my hands. Um, I just got the newest eggnog. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I saw it on Instagram. Uh, it probably took me like, like a good four minutes to meticulously yeah peanut butter honey and that's only two things yeah two toppings if i make a sandwich it's turkey cheese spinach if we have it pepperoncinis salt Mm -hmm. pepper mayonnaise mustard on the bread takes me like a good probably 10 to 12 minutes to make a sandwich Mm. and i i like to lay everything out nice and even i don't want to take a bite and have like more turkey on one side than the other side i like to fold it all and make it all nice and good Mm -hmm. and i think uh like I don't know where I was going with that comment, but I, <laughs> I don't appreciate. Like if someone makes a crappy sandwich, I'm usually like, man, what kind of person are you that you don't even put your time into making this sandwich really, really good? And this girl who made my pizza, like I'll go back and eat that pizza because I'll go back to that place because she did such a good job of making a pizza. The passion that she put into it and those two things, like you can't just haphazardly throw together a pizza and a, a sandwich. Yeah. Like you got to have some time, and you got to know what you're doing, and you got to like probably enjoy putting it together. Subway, on the other hand, they don't really seem to care at all when you get a sub in there. They lack a lot of luster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of high school students too, so maybe that's just a, a thing. But I don't know. I don't know why I wrote that in there, but I feel like I've told Mercedes that plenty of times. Like, if you're gonna make a sandwich, just make the sandwich. <gasps> Not like to her. I'm like in, in in me making a sandwich. Like if you're gonna make a sandwich, like put some effort into making the sandwich. Like I, it's already a sandwich. It's not like a high class meal. Take some pride <laughs> in your sandwich. <laughs> so I don't know if that's weird or not, but yeah, I just think you can tell a lot by like a person who makes a good sandwich. Like if you show up somewhere and some, <laughs> I feel so stupid for even talking about it. But the other day I was listening to a podcast of these guys who camp and they hunt and stuff. And he just started talking about, well, we sat down and we were hanging our meat and someone someone brought a sandwich and we were eating sandwiches. He was talking about getting attacked by a bear. He got attacked by <laughs> a grizzly bear. But he's talking about making sandwiches. In my head, I'm like, I honestly thought when I did that, I wonder what kind of sandwiches they were making on this camping <laughs> trip. And, uh, yeah, I just think you should be someone who invests in making a good sandwich. Like, you should learn how to make a good sandwich. <laughs> like, I want my kids to like my sandwich better than my wife's. <laughs> like, dad makes a better sandwich. Rival sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. So I've been running into a problem lately when it comes to podcasts. Uh-huh. And that problem is that I keep finding myself weeks behind on every podcast. But you listen all the time. I know. I so I had to go back to listening to all of my podcasts on like 2x for the past 2 weeks <laughs> just to, to catch crank up. through podcasts 
So like now I'm finally caught back up on my tech podcast, uh, tech podcasts, and like my sports podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, when you get behind in sports podcasts, it sucks because you're right. So much you're now of it like is... a couple weeks removed. Exactly. Bill Simmons does it on Sunday night. I know. You, and your the interest drops dramatically when you're yeah. like you already know what happens in all of the football games. I love listening to Bill Simmons. I listen to him every Monday morning. Yeah. Because he does great. it on Sunday night. And then Monday morning, like when I go to the gym, mm-hmm. that's what I listen to is the Bill Simmons. It's the I best. love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then like on all of my like uh, NPR pro- podcasts, like Freakonomics and Planet Money and stuff like that. Yeah. All of those ones are like still in like August. And so you that, got like that's five after, or... That's after listening on 2X. Uh through a bunch yeah, of why do you get so through. far behind? It just I don't know. I think when I was uh, I took when I took some time off, like va- vacation time for like Katie's fall break. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't listen to as much uh, in that week. In that week, because we were just spending time together. Do you feel like you used to listen to podcasts more when you used to drive further? Probably, but I, I listened so much during the day too. But I think it was just like. Like I'm at a critical mass, and if I just like throw one little wrench in the machine, just like everything yeah. crumbles. <laughs> yeah, like there's a system to it. Yeah, like you listen to these ones and exactly. Yeah. Like here, here's an example. One of the best podcasts I know of, 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars. I just listened to his newest one on the way over here. 99% Invisible, June 25th is is my next one. What? June 25th. That's how far behind I am. Do you see that newest one right there? Uh, let me scroll down. <laughs> how to pick a pepper. Oh, so good. November 5th. Man, it's November. <laughs> you got a ways. <clears throat> uh, yeah, maybe I'll catch up on that sometime. <laughs> I feel like the farthest my podcast get behind is like three, mm. usually. Like once I get to three, I'm like, okay, I got to bust through these ones real quick. Yeah. But I've also found that there's a lot of podcasts I'm listening to. For instance, Joe Rogan. Yeah. I don't listen to, like, one might pop up and I'll just be like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that guy. And I'll just delete it. Yeah. I pick and choose which ones I listen to. Yeah. From his. Did you listen to the Edward Snowden one? Yeah, I did. That one was fascinating. Yeah. He said a few good guys on there recently. Um, yeah. I like listening to the stuff he puts out. Cameron Haynes was a great one. What, what was that one about? He's a marathon, like, an ultra marathon runner. Mm. He runs like a marathon a day. Dang. That's a lot. Yeah. He does it like in the morning before work. He's like a normal, he's like game and fish warden for like Oregon. So he has a nine to five job, but then he just runs a marathon every day. He goes like out at like 4 a.m. every day and just runs runs a marathon marathon. and then just comes home and goes work. Jeez. People probably don't even know who he is. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, this guy's just a game and fish warden, but they don't even know he's been up for like hours. Yeah. I was going to say, what's his time? Like, I don't know. But he works out all the time. He's a hunter. He's like all these different things. His kids run marathons. His first kid ran a marathon like eight years old or something. Dang. It's gnarly. I don't it's know. Crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, I pick and choose too what I'm going to listen to. And I feel like that helps me alleviate some of that pressure. Obviously for you, it's still still a <laughs> still piled up lingering issue. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like uh, you have a similar issue with the with your TV shows? Um, I think we've talked about this before. I don't. I don't have enough TV shows to pile up. Mm. You you watch more shows than I probably do. I mean, I I'm still like 
emotionally distraught that Game of Thrones is over. <laughs> and it's been like months. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if anybody's out there judging me. But if I ever hear the tune to the main theme song for Game of Thrones, come on. Yeah, it's, I usually kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> Off the podcast, too, tomorrow night we have our Brave Ceremonies. And for my music, I'm just playing Game of Thrones. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to know what it is. I mean, some people might, but I'll just say, oh, I thought good. it was Lord of the Rings. I don't know. That's <clears throat> so good. But when it comes to shows, I don't like... I don't watch enough shows to get backed up anywhere. Mercedes, on the other hand, she's weeks behind on yeah. the things that she watches. But I don't remember the last time I watched a new show. The newest show that I've watched that I haven't watched that I want to watch is I haven't watched the second season of Mindhunter yet. Ooh, is it good? I heard it starts kind of slow. I I thought it was super good. Yeah, yeah. Haven't watched that yet. I've wanted to watch Jack Ryan for a year. Yep. Have yet to Second watch that. Second season just came just out. Just came out. I saw that. Uh, I literally watch Seinfeld in the office every night. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get backed up because I've seen them all. <laughs> Speaking it's of podcasts, true. though, the new Office Ladies podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. What? Oh, man, it's good. Is it good? It's only good for someone who knows who the, does office the office in and really out. Well. Yeah. Like, if you know every episode and remember every episode, it's good. If you like didn't watch it that much, though, you'd be probably pretty disengaged. Hmm. <clears throat> So for us, it'd be, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, um, yeah, I, I just have a lot of like shows that I've heard are good that yeah. I've like made a mental note of like, ah, oh, I want to watch that, but just like never get to it. Haven't gotten to it. Yeah. So I've had a few people lately sending me podcasts too of like, hey, you should listen to these episodes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me add it. <laughs> let me <laughs> add it the to list. the bio. Let's just throw them in there. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I'm like, hey, I just listened to that. It's pretty good. But I always feel like I'm always lacking in time to listen to more podcasts. Um, so speaking of podcasts, uh, you and I both listen to a podcast, and we've talked about this before on on the podcast. <laughs> that was a lot <laughs> of podcasts in there. Uh, no Dumb Questions. Uh-huh. And I think you listen to this one, too. Yeah, I, I've caught up on all of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there was, an, there was one called, I don't remember the title, but it was about advice, like getting good advice. Mm-hmm. And they kind of talked through like, hey, what's the best advice you've ever gotten as a person? And like did kind of list it off like, hey, these are five or whatever, you know, people that have given me advice that I've really taken to heart and kind of tried to like live by, you know, over the years. And as I listened to that episode, I was starting to think through like, Man, what are <clears throat> I started to think through like advice? Like, what are things people give me as advice that I try to do a lot? Like, what are things people have given me that I've tried to do over and over again throughout my life? But I think that also ties into kind of this idea that I wrote down and we're going to talk about here in a minute. But that advice can quickly turn into a, a, a habit and something that just makes you who you are. Mm. And so I'd ask you like, Hey, what about if we do this thing that we talk through, like the five things that make you, you, and I remember asking my wife, I think something else that stemmed from that too, is like my wife has always said a few different things about me. Like we'll sit down somewhere and this is one of my things and I'll bring it up in a little bit, but we'll sit down somewhere and she'll pick a certain seat. I'll be like, why did you pick that seat? And she's like, well, I know you're not going to want to sit there. So it's like, that's something that makes me me because without even having mm. to share it, my wife just knows I'll always sit in this seat because he'll never want to sit in that seat. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. Maybe you listening are like, that makes no sense at all. But I- <laughs> yeah, like what makes you you? Like there's everybody has something. Everybody has things that I think we do habitually that that are maybe in conscious decisions. Yeah. Um, that we kind of do all the time that people would say, oh yeah, Justin, he does that a lot. Or he know, like he does that all the time without me even really thinking through that. But it makes me who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it for a long period of time or whatever that might be. Or maybe it isn't even a long period of time, but maybe yeah. it's something you picked up recently. You know. I don't know if I fully interpreted the uh, topic idea. I looked in at the your li- I looked at your list though. Yeah. I thought I thought but I think it I think it fits. Yeah, I think it's good. So all right. I saw on your list that uh, for your fi- list of five you wrote seven items. <laughs> yeah, the seventh one though <laughs> is like a one of those oh, this might be good. And then I looked it over today and I think I wrote it today. Did you? And then I looked it back over and was like, nah, I don't want that seventh one. So you did six. I did six. <laughs> I couldn't That's okay. I, I, did, could... I did four. <laughs> oh, so that works. It like evens itself out. <laughs> uh, you want to start or you want me to start? At, at the end, I get to draft one of yours. <clears throat> yeah, and then I get to... Uh, then you mm, have five. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do mine in any particular order, though, either. Okay. Did you? I tried to. So why don't you just do two? Okay. And then we'll start alternating. Okay. I'll uh I'll do my first one I thought of, and this is references what I just talked about. My wife sitting a certain way in a restaurant. Something that I will always do, and maybe I interpreted it differently than what I thought too. No, I don't think so. Anyways, I always sit facing entry points everywhere I go. I don't know what's caused me to do that, but when we go to restaurants, Mercedes mm. will always sit with her back to the door if she's being seated first. Does it make you uncomfortable to be like adjacent to the door now? Not really. No, not really. It. It, I mean, <laughs> or do you feel safe in my home? I feel safe in your home. <laughs> Again, this is out there, so it's making me feel a little better. That's right. He'd let you know if he heard anything. <laughs> yeah, I think like going into a restaurant. I don't know where I learned. Somebody told me once like you should never have your back to an exit. Mm-hmm. So then I took that internally and was like, okay, like every time I go somewhere, I'm gonna always try and sit like in a corner. Or where I can see all the entry points, or I can see out the windows that lead to the entry points. And uh, in my mind, I think it makes me. It probably doesn't do anything to me because I'm not trained in that way. But in <laughs> my in my head, I'm like, well, I'm more prepared. Like if someone co- decides to come through that door with a weapon or like a threat, I'll at least have like a few extra seconds <laughs> to do to something. Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to do something before. If my back was turned, it obviously, you know. You'd have to wait for the screams of other people or whatever, but yeah, I think that that's that's something that <laughs> that's something that uh, my wife would say. You always do that, like without fault. Everywhere yeah. I'll go, and a server will take us to a table, and if I cannot sit in any seat at that table that'll face, usually I'll ask to switch to a different table. Dang, bro! But I think it's out of like ha- a habit. It's not like out of me. Just thinking, I don't like the seat, but I'll just say, "Hey, can we sit over there?" Because I like that seat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it definitely sounds like somebody uh, that's, <coughs> that's paranoid. It's paranoid about <laughs> something. <laughs> so I like sitting facing the the door. Well, it depends, I guess. I, you, most of the time, I don't think about. It, but I'm thinking about like, uh, like when I used to go to the same coffee shop in college, like I would always try to sit in Redinas? the same Redinas. I'd always try to sit in the same spot in the coffee shop facing the door 
and same chair, same table. Yeah, I think I just liked being able to watch people like walking and stuff. Yeah, it's the best. Who watch. doesn't like to watch yeah. people? People watching is the best. Yeah, that's why you get nothing done in a coffee shop. It's true. <laughs> you just wear headphones and pretend that you're listening to something, but you're really listening. Did you see to... people all the time when you were there that you knew? Oh yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew like most of the people in there during the height of my going to Redina's. Did you used to go every day? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Sometimes I would spend, like, sometimes on like a Saturday, I I could spend ten, twelve hours in there, just drinking coffee. Yeah. It's like your own little coffee shop, like Seinfeld. It was, bottomless cup, two twenty-five. Oh man, I know. That's I'd be so jittery all day. Whew. Yeah, but you could just re- refills two twenty-five for as much as you want. Yep, that's great. That's great. Yeah, so that's my first one. Okay. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. That's well, good. That's good. I'll explain my thought process when we get to mine. Okay. Do you want me to do my second one? Or you yeah. Want to do- you go ahead and do the yeah. second one, then we'll be evened out. <clears throat> this one is kind of odd because it sounds weird. But it kind of falls in the same category, I think. Number two, always act like a local anywhere you go. Don't stand out. Are you like paranoid? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where I got those two, but this sounds so weird. But if I ever go somewhere, I never want people to know that I'm a tourist. So I always just try to acclimate. Like when you're <clears throat> in like California? Yeah, like in California or... I mean, really anywhere. Like when I lived in Kentucky, but I lived there, so I wasn't a tourist, but I wasn't from there. But I think in my mind, like if I can not stand out, then things will go as normal as they can if you were like a normal person that just lived Mm. in that area. You wouldn't be treated any differently. You wouldn't be served any differently. I don't know. That just sounds stupid, but that's (laughs) something that I know I think about a lot. Like when we go places. Yeah. Like when we go to California. I always try to... You pull out your long blonde wig. Put it on. Wear my bathing suit everywhere. Sup, bro? (laughs) Sup, bro? I just try to act like I know when I'm driving where I'm going. Like, I don't want to be the person that's slow, cause an accident. I don't want to try to like... I don't know. I just try to always make sure Mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing, I'm doing at the pace or with the same knowledge of, of somebody that lives there. Yeah. So but I don't know me, why. Like, I don't yeah. know why I do that. I don't know either. I've always done, like, I feel like I've always felt that way, though. And, like, as I talk to, like, I don't know. What about when you were in college in South Carolina? Yeah, maybe. I just, I mean, I can't think back that far. <laughs> I mean, I can, but not to yeah. that kind of thought process. But I don't know. Like, not that it, like, changes who I am or, like, my personality. But yeah. And I think that goes back to like I always want to sit with my back to the to a corner because I don't want to be caught off guard. And then at the same time, if I stand if I stand out, that's more of a crime threat for somebody to attack me too because I'm a somebody that isn't out of my natural habitat, and I could easily be taken a fool of or whatever. And I don't ever want to be in that situation either. Hmm. I want people to feel that this person's confident in the environment that he finds himself in, which takes away the element of surprise or whatever else it might be. When we were in college, uh, there's also a large contingency of people from Arizona in college. Given the college, yeah. And, yeah, you, uh, like, one, we had a reputation, probably rightly so, for, like, being more arrogant than everybody else. Arizonians? Yeah. 
But I feel like you could tell who was from Arizona and who was from the Midwest. Like just, just by looking at it. Yeah. Them. Yeah, there's something that gives that off. Like, I feel like like this was something that, and maybe this should be one of my my r- rules, which is sweatpants are, are loungewear, not day-to-day wear. And, uh, like, I remember some people in high school, like, would wear sweatpants, but those were, like, weird. <laughs> now it's, like, totally, I feel like high schoolers wear sweatpants all the time. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, yeah, when I was in college, like, all of the people from the Midwest, and I love you guys if you're listening. <laughs> but I feel like they were much more likely to be wearing, like, sweats or basketball shorts to class every single day. What do you wear, Like, jeans? basketball shorts in the winter. I don't know. Just like a very informal, yeah. yeah like I wore actual clothing, not athletic leisure wear. <laughs> uh, I feel like that was a, a big, like Arizona people were would wear more appropriate clothing. Well, I would see. It just it stood out to me, and yeah. I think it also made us stand out that like we weren't wearing. They're probably like look at all these fancy, shorts. all these fancy people. <laughs> probably think they're, think they're fancier than everybody. <laughs> With their jeans <laughs> and their t-shirts, <laughs> but I guess once it came in like winter time, like every single you probably experienced this in Kentucky. It felt like every single or like anybody that wasn't from Wichita or Kansas City, I should put it like that. Anybody from a smaller town, which Wichita is only a couple hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. it's not huge, but all wore the same like jacket in the winter. Is like. I undoubtedly it was warm, but it's like everybody had the same one. It's like the big brown. I don't <laughs> even know how to d- describe it. Is there fur in it? Maybe, maybe it was like a fur lined. Did you ever buy one? No, I saw them at Walmart all the time. When you worked there? When I worked at Walmart, so I assumed that that's where you get these. Yeah, that they were definitely like a. I think it was definitely like a farmer jacket. Yeah, which farmers are smart people. They they know how to keep warm, but yeah, the Arizona kids were the ones that was like shirt, long sleeve shirt, thermal shirt, hoodie, hoodie, <laughs> and everybody else jacket. just wore one jacket. Yeah, exactly. Look at these Arizona people; they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it, what caused me to think that way, but I always try to. Be, I always try to. In Kentucky, though, I never did that. I wore Converse and skinny jeans still, and yeah, I stuck out like a Thor's son probably because very few people dress oh, yeah. in the same. Yeah, cowboy boots and. Do you feel like uh, this is a Dwight Schrute like trait? <laughs> that like, sitting facing the doorway. Yeah, probably. Tra- I've watched The Office too many times. <laughs> <laughs> You're absorbing Dwight's mannerisms. Except he would not try to fit in with anybody. I have a better chance to, to block your attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my first two. Those are a little bit more security driven, probably. The other ones are a little more, I don't know, maybe you'll be able to relate to. So my thought process when I was filling these out um, was like, if somebody came and asked me what were rules to live by for them, what would I give them? What would I say? And so that's kind of how I interpreted yeah. it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why'd you label 
your list two, three, four, five instead of one, two, three, four. So I I was doing it in reverse order. I started with five, but I never thought of a one. So that's why oh, it starts so, with okay. the two and goes to five. So you're starting down there at the bottom. So I'm starting at five. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, so this one is one that I feel like I always lived by, but never had words put to it until I started listening to 99% Invisible. And in that podcast, already mentioned once before on this episode, uh, fantastic podcast, and they have an idea called Always Read the Plaque. I've always been somebody that likes to read the plaque. Yeah, uh, I love going to museums and reading all the plaques. Yeah, you um, take your time. Yeah. Do you get the little earphones with the thing that talks to you? I love those. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, those are great. Guided tours, walking yeah. tours. Yeah, love it. So uh, here's what 99% Invisible I wrote down, how they characterize the mentality of always mm-hmm. read the plaque. It says, here at 99% Invisible, the phrase always read the plaque has become a mantra with a deeper meaning. It is not just about reading actual plaques, but also a broader call to look more closely for stories embedded in everyday built environments. Which really describes their podcast. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah. a perfect like subtitle yeah. of their podcast. But I feel like it is all also a beneficial mindset to have in your daily life. You're walking by something yeah. that's interesting. Just having a mindset to be ready to be aware that something beside you is interesting. Yeah. Do you think that takes a certain type of person though? Maybe like not everybody has that type of like gung ho attitude to know things. You know? Maybe they don't because they never stop to read the plaque. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I'm I'm on board because I'm more similar to you probably yeah. than That's true. You know. But like when I sit in bed and watch Veritasium on my Ooh. <laughs> phone and Mercedes is watching it. She's always, what are you even watching? It's like, I don't know, <laughs> but it's the best. <laughs> I'm watching a guy describe how to keep the water from evaporating out of a, yeah, those balls, the reservoir, pool, dude. Yeah. That was cool though. That's Swimming through them. And it was so like difficult. So, yeah. yeah. Like the sound of them was so like pleasing though. Yeah. The sound of those. Anyways, very but tassy. I, and look I, it up. I think there's people like that. You, me, Caleb Kaufman, and like we have people in our lives that are the same, but not everybody. I don't think. Man, I feel like there's people like that just won't want to read the plaque. I feel like maybe they just haven't found the right plaque to start itching their. Because I feel like curiosity like, is a very human thing. Yeah. Um, but people might hear that and go, ah, I don't like reading. I'm not going to read the plaque. But it's, it's it's like what they said. It's a mindset of like there is something interesting around me pretty much all the time. Like when I was walking through the courtyard today and I saw people coring cement to put in a place for um, a permanent volleyball net. And I was like, Oh, that's super interesting how they're coring that cement. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the only one that probably thought of that. Like, if you were walking through there with somebody else from the staff, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'd probably be the only one to th- stop and think, like, oh, man, that's really cool what, what they're doing right there. Maybe. That's just my perception. Well, just to call to live a little more curiously. Yeah. I like it. I would take it as my own. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's good. All right, what's your next one? No, you, I already did two. You got to do another one. Well, because now now oh, you have four left. I have three left. I see what you mean. Here. So, yeah. Okay, okay. At first, I was confused on why I was doing <laughs> two in the first place. Okay, my next one. This one, maybe you could relate a little bit more to. Never be a cheapskate when it comes to your food. Ooh, yes. That's similar to one of yours. To one of mine. I saw one of yours. Yeah. And uh, I agree with yours, too. Um, but when it comes to food, I've always been, not always, actually, it wasn't until I met Mercedes. Mm. I give her like 90% of my a credit to eating better food that tastes better, that's better for you, better quality. Yeah. Really goes to her because when she met me, I was living in that house. Mm-hmm. And it was like cereal and milk in my fridge, <laughs> my pantry, <laughs> and chips and like... Pizza rolls. Yeah. Lots of pizza rolls <laughs> or bagel bites, whatever I was feeling. But uh, there was times when we were residents that I uh, didn't buy groceries because I didn't want to spend the money I had. And she'd go buy me groceries and she would buy almond milk. and <laughs> Not that almond milk's quality, but she would buy me just things that were better, better for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that like over time now... The highest expenditure in my budget outside of like my my house and even like more than my utilities is my grocery bill. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I have. Um, and I know for a fact I could cut it like in half <laughs> if I shopped differently. If you made different food. Yeah. Made different food, different, you know, brands, different types, like whatever it might be. But I just, that's something I'm not willing to to sacrifice the quality yeah and the the taste i like to cook and the ingredients make it better so i feel like i don't know like people always say like well you bought this organic thing that's way more expensive it's like it might be more expensive but regardless of organic or not because i don't always trust organic stuff either but like i want to buy what's the best like the best thing for my body Mm -hmm. that's gonna make me feel better not just because I'm healthy, like I don't not trying to be healthy. I just the the taste and the quality. You can taste yeah. it when you buy something that's a better type of food. And I think that's the thing we do so much, and you're gonna do it forever. Why not take some time to like invest in good food? Yeah. And if it means my budgets, I have to put more into that line item. I feel like I I'll always do that, and I've never been in a spot where I'm like dead broke and can't afford to buy food, but. Like, that's something where, similar to your electronics, I'm sorry, just gave that away. (laughs) Similar to yours, it's like you're putting an investment in something that, for the long haul, it's going to be a better run for your money than just a bunch of cheap crap. Yeah. I I totally get what you mean. I feel like now that uh, me and Katie cook most nights of the week, and first of all, if you're not following Doyle on Instagram, you're missing <laughs> out on some good Instagram yeah. stories of food being cooked. But now that we cook food almost every night of the week, and we cook really good food that I'm yeah. really excited about, and it tastes good, and I feel good yeah, um, because it has vegetables in it, which is it has not been a staple of my diet in previous <laughs> years of my life. Different than chili. Yes, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, different. <laughs> chili's got Rotella in it. That's tomatoes, man. Um, the uh, yesterday, the, 
something I mean, it's perfect for what you were saying yesterday. We it it happened to be a night where Katie had something after work and I was on my own for dinner. So I was going grocery shopping anyway, and all I wrote on the grocery list was something for dinner. And so the first place I went was pizza rolls. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I never eat pizza rolls anymore. And I was like standing there, I was like, the last few times I ate pizza rolls, I wasn't satisfied the way that I used to be. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go get one of those fancy frozen pizzas. I walked over to the frozen pizza section and was looking at the Screaming Sicilians, which are really good yeah, pizzas. Yeah, I haven't had those. Are they good? They're good. They're I see good. them all the time in there. The ingredients are really quality. I think... Um, I, I Is I, it a more expensive frozen pizza? Yeah. yeah it's a couple yeah. bucks. Yeah. Um, it's so filling. So basically, I remembered like, man, this is really filling pizza. It's a really large size. I remember last time I cooked one of these... I tried to like save it, but like frozen pizza doesn't like reheat. No. You, yeah, it's so like it's really you have to like eat it cold. I feel like yeah, it's really like something that's best if you're like eating it with someone else, so that you guys can just finish it off all in one go. So I was like, that's is, why we're friends. This isn't that's right. <laughs> it's like this is also isn't going to be satisfying enough. And I was like, what I really want is just to like cook something. So I went and got a steak and some potatoes and made mashed potatoes and a steak. Oh, look at that. And I was like... Way better choice. Yeah, I felt great afterwards. Yeah. Even though, side note, I really need to like get a cast iron pan or something. Oh, yeah. Because a nonstick pan is a terrible way to cook a yeah. steak. Do you have a grill? You don't have a grill? I don't have a grill. Oh, okay. Which is fine because I think I would prefer to like Dude. pan sear a steak. And stick I, it in the oven? I, yeah, I love oh, a pan so seared steak. But... um. But yeah, with just like a nonstick nah, steel pan, it just transfers heat too fast. Yeah. So like, it was like barely done on the inside and already burning on the outside, and so I had to get Man. a little creative with like putting a lid on it and trying to bring the heat up inside. Yeah. Man, pan sear and then put it in the oven to finish is yeah so good. Yeah, that's my that's probably my preferred <clears throat> preferred way. Anyway, totally get what you mean. That was the more expensive yeah. of all of the options. The cheapest would have been the yeah. pizza rolls, but like it was definitely the most satisfying. Yeah. And I think something too, like that in that case, that was more expensive because it's a steak and potatoes compared to like a, a frozen pizza. But I think it's a misconception that like good quality food is more expensive. Yeah. Like you can find good food, whether it's organic or not, like whatever, it doesn't even have to be organic. It, like if I ate chicken breast instead, it would have been way more, way cheaper. Than, yeah, but I you, bought a nine dollar New yeah. York strip. You can buy like five bell peppers for four dollars. Yeah, and cook up chicken and bell peppers, and even potatoes are pretty cheap. If you buy like a russet potato, oh it's yeah, a pretty cheap. Potato. Potatoes are not expensive. So it's like, I think it's just, oh well, if it's healthy, it has to be expensive, and it doesn't really have to be expensive. No, you know, there's just no. so so many things, and I think we've learned that over the past couple of years of. Like we've tried to, I'm like, man, I don't want to spend this much money anymore and I won't buy like, I'll buy just different option things that aren't quality or whatever. And it comes out to roughly the same price. Yeah. I'm like, man, this isn't even any different. Why am I? So now at this point, like when I go to the grocery store, we obviously have like a, a budget, like we don't want to go over mm -hmm. an amount, 
But at the same time, like I'm never concerned with like some weeks it might be 20 bucks more or some weeks it might be 30 bucks more. But it's all about like for us what we're feeding our kids too. Like that's probably more of it now too is like I I just didn't eat the best like growing up. Like I ate home-cooked meals and stuff, but I felt like I ate crap all the time. I ate junk food a lot. I ate a ton of candy and chips and just stuff that like our kids don't get now. Yeah. Like our kids, they call anything that's not Cheerios like a treat cereal, which is fun. <laughs> it's like funny to hear him say that because I'll buy like treat cereal for me, like Reese's Puffs and Tricks <laughs> and different things like on occasion because I eat cereal like every day still. But we want our kids to just, we just only buy, most of the time we buy like Cheerios because mm. they're somewhat better for you. We know cereal is not the best thing for you, but they're better. One of these days, Fenway's going to have Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and she's going to be blown. like... She's had Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> she's had she's had like all the great cereals that I I feel love. like Cinnamon Toast Crunch is that one that like when it oh. hits right, when it's like perfect moisture, perfect everything, yeah. like it's unbeatable. They kind of changed the recipe for that, I think, though. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Did they, I got a generic one last time, and it was way worse. Oh, yeah. Cinnamon so, Toast Crunch, they used to be a little thinner and kind of crunchy. Yeah. Now they're a little puffier. If, oh. Like almost like a... Do just they like, puff it now? They're just thicker a little bit. Interesting. Um, But anyways, yeah, I think quality food is... I will always buy yeah. like, good food. It's worth not skipping. Yeah, and I've heard that from other people. Like, Not that that's anything lifting me up at all. But like, oh, well, you buy like healthy food or you buy good food. And it's like, yeah, I do. Like I'll always will. Like I'm always going to want to put... Shopping in produce is cheap. Like produce is yeah. not expensive. It's like I feel like where it can get more expensive is like, like I extend that to be like if we're buying cheese, if Tillamook has it, we're buying the Tillamook oh, cheese always. Like There's I like know no it's question. more expensive, but it's so much better yeah. cheese. Yeah. Same with ice cream. Like if we run and get ice cream, Tillamook. we're gonna buy the Tillamook half gallon or and you whatever. can taste it. Yeah. It's and that's what so, I mean. so much better. Like, that's not a healthy food, yeah. but it's quality Yep, totally. for what it is. Uh, and I think this all stems back, too, from when I was a butcher, and I worked at that butcher shop. Yep. Like, after working there and buying, like, a steak at Fry's, it's just not I, I'll buy it at Fry's because that's where yeah. I'm at now. But there's no comparison to the steak from the butcher shop I used to work at, quality-wise. Totally. Whether it's better for you or not, it's corn-fed, grass-fed, I don't really care. I mean, I care, but it's like you could tell that that steak was killed like a week ago. And mm. the quality, the freshness, the taste, I'll do that every day. <laughs> I'll spend the extra like five bucks or six bucks, you know? Yeah. And I remember people always saying like, well, once you have a ton of kids, you're not going to want to buy that much because you're going to be spending so much on food. I'm like, man, I'm spending so much on food right now. And I'm still, I just feel like, and maybe it'll get to a point where I won't be like that. But Where the, the kids will be so old and eating so much that. It's like, man, I got to get a break <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Here's frozen pizza. Yeah. Fetch, go get it. But I hope my kids, like, I hope as they grow, they they become, a, like, accustomed to, like, wanting to eat good food. Yeah. And quality food. And No, it's nice. I remember I had a friend when I was growing up, and my sister knows him. And, I mean, my whole family knows him, but. Uh, I used to get so frustrated because we would go to, to out to eat, like out to dinner, and his mom would only let me get water. <laughs> really? Yeah, the whole family only got water. Oh, man. I used to go home and tell my mom, like, this family only lets me get water because we drank soda a lot and all that yeah. stuff. And I still drink soda, too. But 
That was always an awkward situation, man. Like going out to eat with like other people, a friend's family, where like they're going to be paying for you, and you're like, "What do I get?" Like I have <laughs> no idea what to do here. Uh, so, but now I realize, like, I'm probably that person. Like, this may be getting totally off topic, but in the mornings, like my kids, they they drink apple juice, but I water it down. They get yeah. half water, half juice, but they don't know the difference. And then, like, when I give them a regular juice from the store, they're probably like, whoa, <laughs> this is juice. But because I don't want them to have all that sugar. Like, I want them to have a better, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, that's my third one. A little extensive, but. No, that's good. All right. My number three, or I guess I'm my number two, <laughs> we're counting to different directions with different amounts. It's getting confusing. We'll get there, though. So my number two is uh, is do stuff on purpose. And this might sound like a crotchety old man one because it is. <laughs> and it mostly, I feel like it most often manifests, manifests itself in my complaint of when people are driving. Like mm-hmm. I, I was talking to one of my volunteers this last weekend and she was saying that... Um, that when she was driving that like a Kia was about to pass her. And so she had to gun it to stay in front of the Kia to not let the Kia pass, pass her. Like she, she, she will just be the fastest car around her no matter what. That's her mentality, (laughs) which I guess is on purpose, but I feel like it's against the spirit of what I'm trying to get at. I think when you're driving, you should say, I am on this road. The speed limit on this road is 35 miles an hour. I want to drive 42 miles an hour. You hit 42, you put your cruise control on, you don't care what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You're going the speed that you want to intentionally, regardless of whether or not the Kia is about to pass you. Mm-hmm. You are dictating what you are doing, and you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Regardless of what everybody else is doing. Yeah. What drives me crazy is like I'm sitting on the freeway driving to California a few months ago and I've got my cruise control on and I'm constantly being passed by someone that I will then a couple minutes later speed right past again. Like they'll pass me, they'll get over, they'll disappear into the sunset. Yeah. And then uh, a couple minutes later, here I come going 82 miles an hour. And I just like come up behind them and I put on my blinker, I go around them <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, somebody passed me. And they pass you up again. But they don't have any idea of what speed they want to be going. Yeah. So all they know is that somebody is in front of them. So they need to eliminate the space between them and that person and then get around them. And then go the speed that But they have no idea what speed yeah. they want to go. So yeah. really, maybe this one should be called use your cruise control. Because people don't use their cruise control, and then they just my car go, doesn't have a cruise control. Well, that's a problem, bro. I hate it. It's a problem. I hate it. That's how my my uh, first couple cars were too, and like, yeah, it's a huge difference. But like, I use my cruise control. Uh, as soon as I exit the neighborhood, I turn my cruise control on. So you use it going up 107th Avenue? Yeah, yeah, because I know what speed I intend on going. So yeah. I just set it and my foot doesn't have to be 
imperfectly maintaining that speed, going a little too fast, a little too slow. That's good. Yeah. So do stuff on purpose. Yeah. Decide what you want to do and then do that. Don't just kind of float into like, this is the situation I'm in now. Yeah. And that can be transferred. I mean, obviously you brought up driving and like frustrations, but that should be how you do like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Yeah. I think this also extends to like, I always get frustrated when, uh, when I hear about like different people I'm acquainted to like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, like so-and-so, uh, is like, has been engaged for four years and it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you engaged for four years? Yeah. Like, what do you like? The, like the purpose of the engagement was to get married, right? It's not to just be engaged. Like, engagement should be as short as physically possible. Yeah, to facilitate a wedding happening. Yeah, and no longer in my in my mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> otherwise, like you just like I guess got engaged because you thought you were supposed to get engaged, yeah. but you aren't really actually ready to get married. It's so like, now you're just waiting. And- yeah, it's like. Do it on purpose. Decide, do you want to marry this person? Yes yeah. or no? You do? Get engaged and get married, like, as fast as you can. Like, yeah. Yeah, this, that topic, this this uh, thing you brought up, man, now that I'm, like, thinking about it, like, everything you every decision you make, anything you do, yeah, like, should have a purpose. Like, if you're going to go to the gym, yeah. don't just go and do nothing yeah you just walk in and you're just like oh, i oh, guess pick up I'll... these lightweights i'm not gonna like yeah. have any kind of like idea what i'm doing i'm just gonna try and like in- grab a couple different machines admittedly it's been a long time since i've been to the gym but you can see people that like will spend five minutes on the treadmill then like five minutes on the elliptical then five yeah. minutes on the stairmaster they're like not really sure what they want to do yeah. there they're just kind of there because which I guess it's good to build the habit of like going to the gym yeah. if that's what you want to do. And maybe they're just trying it out. But yeah. like also like that's definitely a thing that I've done before at the gym. Like yeah. when I went to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when I went. <laughs> like when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you should have a purpose. If you're going to go there and spend that time and that hour, whatever you're going to do, make sure you're getting that hour's worth of time like to do something for you yeah i don't just go and putz around and then leave and that's like you didn't do anything for purpose and i'm just saying the gym because i was on top of my head but that's anything you do yeah that's good makes you think about it yeah like do, this what we're doing right now do stuff on purpose this is a purpose right here yeah <laughs> we're into and actually let me extend this because i think it's important to also like um like when I haven't played my switch in a in a while, but like when I play my switch, like I'm intentionally saying like like on my day off or something, some occasionally I'll be like, you know what, it's three o'clock. I'm just gonna play my switch until Katie gets home. Like I'm making the decision. I don't like accidentally pick up my switch and start playing it in the middle of my day off, because usually I'm doing things pretty productive things during yeah. my day off. But doing it on purpose like giving the room to like make the decision to say you know what i want to play the switch right now for three hours and i have no i have like that's okay like it it, making the decision to spend the time that way is different from accidentally 
playing the switch, yeah. you know, when like, oh, I wanted to work on my yard, but I ended up playing the switch all day. Yeah. You like, know, and that's still like stuff like that still happens where you like, oh, I watch yeah. Netflix until 1 a.m. But, <laughs> but like, uh, just trying to be intentional with like, yeah, like, you know what? Tonight, my plan is to watch Netflix till 1 a.m. Like that is what I want to do because I have the time and that's how I want to use it. Like that mm-hmm. is a different mentality than like just happening to accidentally yeah. watch Netflix till 1 yeah. a.m. Yeah. And if I don't make the time, like if I want to create the habit of reading a chapter of a book every night before I go to bed, if I don't like make the time to do that and don't like sit down and say, hey, this is what I'm doing every single night. Yeah. It's never going to happen. There's yep. no purpose behind it. Doing stuff on purpose. That's good. That's great. Next on my list. This is number four. Wait, you're counting backwards up now? Me. Well, no, because I'm right in the middle. Wait. I did three last time. Never be a cheapskate with food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're confused with the numbers. The numbers are... I'm on my fourth thing your fourth on my one. list. You've done... This is your fourth. Yes, okay. this is my fourth. Okay. Never be late. Okay. If it all costs me 10 minutes early. I think that's good. Yeah. I don't even know how much explanation that needs. Yeah. And I feel like you probably heard that so many times from like other things. Yeah. Um, But again, this is something that if you were to ask my wife, something that I do a lot and she f- gets frustrated with it is I'm very, very persistent and probably annoying when it comes to like, a time we've set to leave mm-hmm. and we're not leaving yet. I get that way too. And I, th- <laughs> and then I get very agitated and I probably have some like sly remarks <laughs> and I'll do things like, all right, whatever kids are ready, let's go get in the car. We'll just wait in there for mom. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we'll just do these things. And Mercedes does not take a long time. She yeah. has three kids. I'm not even like mad about it. But when it gets down to that, it's like, hey, we're gonna leave at eight forty. If we're not in the car like pulling out at eight forty, I'm pretty tempered at that point. Like what it, we knew the time. Like we knew what time we were leaving. Why is it taking us this long? Yeah. Like how did we not prepare enough on the front end? <laughs> what can we do better to next time? <laughs> do you need to get up earlier? You know, like what's the what's the thing we gotta do here? Uh. And uh this is a, a thing that has driven me crazy for a long time. Not for a long time, but like family get togethers and meetings not starting on time. Yeah. Like sitting down for me and I was supposed to start at nine and it's like nine oh six and people are still like chatting. Mm. In my mind it's just what are we again, purpose. Why why are we here? Yeah. What are we here to do? Why are we wasting six minutes of this half hour meeting that now is gonna go over because we couldn't start on time. Yeah. Because people are late. The person that's leading the meeting doesn't want to start it. You know, they're talking. Like, whatever it is, like, I just get very agitated. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Um, Are you normally someone who's pretty close to being on time? Yeah, I try very hard to have enough time to to be able to get somewhere and be there before the time I was supposed to be there. Um, But it, even on, like like meetings lasting too long and stuff like that too. Like I totally get that. I, I had a meeting years ago 
that was like on the schedule for an hour and would always last at least an hour and a half, if not two. And like just the fact that they never changed the meeting time, the meeting time to encompass the actual time that was yeah. taken up always bothered me. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Um, so yeah, I totally get that. Uh, it's like being courteous. Yeah. On that end. But like, yeah. And, the, but like even just like me going somewhere, going to the movies or something like I want to be there and in the seat before the previews start. Like I want to be, yeah, I want to be there. I want everything to be calm. <clears throat> I, I think that's part of it. I think if you'll be situated, have your things. It feels like it's so much more hectic if everything's happened to, having to happen really quickly. Yeah. But if like everything's calm and evenly paced, like and no one honestly wants to rush. Yeah. No rush, one likes rushing's that. awful. Yeah. Rushing around is like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. Not being at ease and whatever. It's true. And I can get ready quick too, so I think that helps. Yeah. So throw on a hat, I'm out the door in five minutes. Our family is notoriously uh Late to every event, um, <laughs> Christmas. Despite your best efforts, no joke. We will move the time up an hour, and they'll <laughs> be late an hour still. If we were like, "Hey, the party starts at seven, they're gonna get there like eight thirty. Oh my gosh! No joke. If we pushed it to six, yeah, they would get there at seven thirty. If we pushed it to eight thirty, which is the time they would have gotten there, mm-hmm. they would get there like ten. It's just like in their DNA, like they're they just always going to show up late. Yeah, and it's annoying because we'll like be talking to so and so about the party they're planning for whatever occasion, birthday party, whatever. And it's like, what time are you gonna start it? Well, we'll put it on there for five because like people won't start showing up until like six thirty seven. So it's like in everybody's like mind that it's like, well, we'll just always say a time, knowing when they're gonna show up. Drives me nuts. So that, last that's Christmas, pretty frustrating. <laughs> Last Christmas, we showed up to the Christmas party after our, we got out of services, which is like eight. I yeah. Don't know, whenever we get out on Christmas Eve. And we're the first ones there. <laughs> and it's late already. And no one shows up for like an hour. Oh, my goodness. I was like, the one time we show up and I don't have services, like that we can be here at a good time. Nobody's even here. And we have to wait forever for people to get there. So, anyways, I just. I always, 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 always try to be early. Never late. Always 10 minutes early. I was here at 7.09 tonight. Yep. And we had said 7.15, 7.30. But, and I was all done and ready. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> like I wanted to give you a time yeah. to give myself enough time to like be completely done yeah. and ready. That's all like a courteous thing. Though. Yeah. That isn't even like a personal preference. It's like I want to be at the movies too early. Because I like to watch previews, but I know other people like to watch previews. And if I'm getting in there and walking in front of them and getting situated, like that's going to take away the experience. Yeah. Like that's anybody that's courteous is going to be anywhere early. Plus, you got to get all your things. You got to use the bathroom. You got to yeah. You got to get a lot done. Yeah. You got to have my cherry coke <laughs> and my popcorn and uh, my cinnamon pretzel. Whatever. It's, yeah. But being late drives me crazy. So. All right. My number three. Three. You've done four. I've done three. This is your third. Okay. Um, so it's it's the one that's similar to your food one. Yeah. Um, but basically, basically the same idea, but <clears throat> extrapolating it out to all of your life, and I think it plays into 
doing stuff with intention as well. But yeah. it's uh, spend more for better and don't feel bad. This is something that I would pinpoint you do all the time. So I listed as examples backpack, wallet, computer. <laughs> the, the quality of the things I use every day has a measure of happiness and comfort that isn't frivolous. That's what I wrote. Which is good. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think... I think like um there are certain things like as an example you see two Pilot G2s and two Dixon Ticonderoga number 2 pencils yeah. like I know which kind of pens and pencils I really like those that, are a few of them Do you and, always buy the black ones? Um the yeah, pencils? I uh, uh I sometimes it's hard to find the the original color Dixon Ticonderoga now yeah. from what I've seen there's a lot of black Dixon Ticonderogas yeah. But Racers like, are nice, everything. Exactly. Like, that is the Cadillac of pencils. It's going to be more expensive than every other pencil. But you know what? If I need a pencil, I don't want a Staples brand pencil. Yeah, the lead I, squeaks and all yeah, of it. Yeah, the lead squeaks, the eraser doesn't erase. Yeah. Like, if I need a pencil, I need a I need a pencil that I can trust. And do you know what pencil I can trust? <laughs> a Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencil. That's the one I can trust. Yeah. So I feel like uh, there's certain things in my life that like that don't matter like that. Like here's just some generic some generic uh, paper notepad. Yeah. notepad. Um, you know, here's an Office Max y- yellow legal pad. Uh, I can tell the difference. Like like this one's a more expensive brand docket. Uh, like the the Tops brand yellow legal pad. Yeah. So I've got a few of those floating around too. I can tell the difference in in this paper and that paper, but it doesn't make that big of a difference to me. Whatever I happen to buy, yeah. I happen to buy. But like pens, that's going to be a huge difference. My backpack, which it's it's yeah. a pretty expensive backpack. It was like 150 bucks. Yeah. But like I use it every single day and every single day I think I love this backpack. Yeah. Like when you put it on. And that's how I felt about my hundred my previous backpack, which is sitting right there. That was also like 150 yeah. bucks. I had it for like it was my main backpack for like six or seven years. Yeah. Maybe eight years. And uh it's still in such good quality. It's still in such good shape. Yeah. I can still use it at any time. <clears throat> and I still every time I look at that backpack, I'm like, Timbuktu makes a heck of a bag. That's the, like all I can think. Do you it's ever use that backpack bag. anymore? Not really, not really, because I, I I like my yeah. my low pro bag. I like so that much. backpack still. Yeah. So I I just think that yes, like I think it differs person to person. Yeah. You know what is going to be frivolous for you and what is going to be worth the money for you. I think that extends to everybody. But there are certain things like um, like this isn't a very expensive desk, right? Like having an expensive desk wasn't important to me. This is like a bot on Amazon. They flat pack ship it to you. It's not an expensive desk, but like, so that's not important to me, but like my computer is a pretty expensive computer. Like that was really important to me. My iPad is really important to me. I use them multiple times a day for many, many different things for work, for hobbies. Like it's very important to me that 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 is nice and can meet all of the things that I want. Yeah. Um, this microphone is only a sixty dollar microphone. That might sound like a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> to somebody out there, yours is like a hundred and fifty dollar microphone. But like Joe Rogan's microphones, like 
we couldn't buy half of the microphone with the cost of like both of the microphones <laughs> and the desk. Like, yeah. you know, like he's using like $600 microphones. Yeah. Um, so like, like this is an area I feel like I can skimp because the quality of this is absolutely adequate for what we need it to yeah. be. And I'm not, although I do production, like yeah. I'm not a, hard and fast like audio file that's got to sound the best possible because i think ultimately for me like this conversation like the content is the most important part not the quality yeah um but in the future it could shift around yeah in the future it could shift around you know and and so i think it's just being again being open and aware to like what is what is important to you mm-hmm. and what isn't like um, like I like our plates and glasses and stuff that we have, but none of them are particularly important to me. Yeah. And I think they were all like either Walmart brand or target brand. Yeah. Like totally fine, totally adequate, totally serves the purpose. Yeah. Um, but again, like, like my TV, like I didn't buy the most expensive one, but I was very intentional at which one that I bought when I moved yeah. in because it was like, I care a lot more about what TV I'm looking at than the plate that, your the food plate that my food's on. Yeah. And, you can go out and buy another plate for $2. Yeah. You're not going to go buy another $600 TV if it breaks in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you only bu- bought the $500 one instead of the $600 one to save the $100, yeah. like, that, and if you can notice that difference, I feel like it's worth the extra money yeah. to not have to deal with that difference on things that you care about. Maybe it's yeah. the quality of the like what weave of your shirt and you yeah. want a really expensive t-shirt. Like I get it. Like you can feel that difference yeah. and that difference in price is worth it to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally Oh yeah. I I don't think that's something to to feel bad about because that quality of life difference yeah. is real for you and it's worth spending the money to make the difference yeah man that's good i totally agree (laughs) i can't like add much to that can you tell i've thought a lot about that yeah i mean that's but that is i think that's similar to what i was thinking when i talked about the quality of your food yeah i mean it's the same thing you're obviously like extending it to like any area and i was just focusing on food but in essence it's the same thought process of Mm -hmm. this is something that i thoroughly enjoy i do it all the time it's going to make me a happier, better person. Yeah. I'm going to spend the extra few bucks. Another brief example is uh, while doing yard work, I'm wearing the very first shoe of the type of shoe that I've bought a lot of. Mm-hmm. I have four, no, five pairs Yeah, of this exact same Under Armour shoe um, because my feet hurt so bad for so long because I was wearing shoes that were inadequate. And yeah. like that's a huge quality of life problem. And so when I found that shoe, like I ended up buying five pairs of that same shoe uh and rotate through them. Well, this first pair is starting to wear thin enough to where when I'm wearing it for yard work, like my foot will hurt afterwards mm. and like my toe will be a little numb for a few days, which yeah. is weird. <laughs> um so I'm thinking seriously like, hey, I need to throw that sh- that pair out. Like it's done me well for this long, but like, yeah, it's a quality of life thing. Like I need to rotate one of my old pairs down into the yard work shoes, and yeah. then I just need to go spend the money to 
buy this shoe pair. again. Like, I'd, Are you going to keep going with the same shoe? Yeah, absolutely. It's so comfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't need, like, I need to keep myself from feeling bad about, like, oh, I'm buying a sixth pair of this shoe. Like, it makes a huge difference. Like, yeah. when your feet don't hurt, like, it makes a huge difference in the quality of your life. Yeah, that's great. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yard work. Yeah. My last one. Okay. Last one on the list. Oh, never mind. It's not my last one because I did extra. Oh, yeah. You'll do one. I'll do one more, and then you'll do one. Okay. Because um, I actually like my last one, and we might differ on it, so I kind of want to share <laughs> Um, My fifth one, so I know we said we are only going to do five, but I have six, but my fifth one is do your own yard work and maintenance. Don't hire somebody to do a job you're meant to do yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like the way you phrase it. Yeah. Uh, um. So, we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast plenty of times. But at an early age, my dad had always taught me like the right way to do yard work, why you should do a good job. Mm-hmm. He would make me redo the lawn or like whatever because it didn't look the right way or I didn't I did it lazy or whatever, and. I think because of that, I really, really enjoy, like, working the ground in my yard. Yeah. Regardless of how, like, long it takes. I overseeded my backyard a couple days ago, and it took me longer than I anticipated to shovel that much manure and soil. But I, I think that there's something to, I don't know. Like working the ground, like it feels good. Yeah, like there's something about it, and like I'm not a farmer, obviously. <laughs> you know, like I'm not out there working acres of uh, land, but like even just overseeding your lawn or trimming bushes, like planting plants, like planting stuff in the ground. There's like something really cool about that, and it feel it feels good. And I'm not saying like you were created to do that. But I think, I don't know, this might get too too much into, like, your theology or religion, but God created us to be, like, in that sense, you know? Is that weird to say? To work with our hands? Yeah, like, to work, yeah, like, to work with your hands and to do manual labor. And I think it's overlooked now as far as, like, I'm not saying anything against you if you have turf grass <laughs> or if you're, you know, if you have a landscaper, whatever it might be, that's great, awesome for you. Um, but I think you're missing out on like the stillness and just like, yeah, like just working like for five hours, I overseeded my lawn and I had no communication with anybody, had nothing going on, like just five hours of me by myself, Mm -hmm. like working on my yard. There's something meditative about it. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think doing it and being good at it and like taking the time and being passionate and it's your yard, you know, who's going to have passion about their yard. But I think like doing it with excellence and cutting the grass good sure. and trimming your bushes and like what you're doing in your backyard, like you're taking the time to like over a long period, like you've been working on that for a while. <laughs> it's been a long process. <laughs> but it looks super good. Like right now it's like starting to all come together. Yeah. It's, it's like, man, this look looks like really nice. Finished yeah. backyard. And yeah. your grass looks great. And like, I don't know, like I love, my backyard isn't even that nice at all 
you yeah. know, like it's just grass and rock. But yesterday I planted three new plants and I sat in my backyard afterwards for probably like 20 minutes and just like hung out because I was like, man, this is so great. Yeah. And that sounds really strange. But like even going in your backyard last night or tonight, it's like cool to walk around and be like, man, I did, you did all that. Like yeah. you, you did all that grass, you did all that work, you put in your own pavers. That's, I don't know. So it's so easy to like pay somebody, but then you don't have like for years or you know, however long you're in this house, mm-hmm. you're going to sit on that patio that you did and be like, man, I like I created this. I put this all together. And yeah, so you pay somebody and then you just benefit from that, which is fine. But like for me, my grass in my backyard, it was dirt. There was not one blade of grass. Yep. And we put in new sprinklers and we got the grass to come back. And now when I'm out there, it's like, man, this grass was nothing. And now it's this and we get to enjoy Look it. Look at the power I wield. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And, you know, it's just cool. To, yeah. I think to be able to do that. And like my backyard, my old house was all dirt. And getting to plant plants in the grass and do all that stuff and see it come into something and then be able to enjoy that with like your family and friends or whatever it might be is, yeah. I think that's, I think it's really neat. And I think yard work is something that like, I think people perceive that as like, Oh man, I have to do yard work this weekend. I like love, like I love, I look forward to doing the yard work on the weekends when I get to do that. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's very enjoyable. Um, my last one is take out the trash before it's full. <laughs> Alternately, it could be called throw out the milk before it stinks or do a load of dishes at 90% capacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the brief, the brief thing that I wrote here says using one more trash bag per box keeps things from smelling and keeps your environment cleaner. Paying for more trash bags is also worth not being frustrated by overflowing trash. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling, it feels like a lot of mine are all intertwined. <laughs> it's basically like, if money can solve your problem, maybe it's worth the expense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I would w- much rather take out the trash a little too early than have, a nasty have it overflowing. Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather uh, do the dishes before they're jam-packed than trying to fit in extra dishes inside of a full Yeah, like operate the machine at what it's made to operate at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if there's any deeper meaning on this one, but... Just handling things before they get out of control. yeah. Yeah, I think you can ex- extrapolate that wherever yeah, you, you just want. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to go into the I'm cupboard. I'm talking mainly yeah, about no, trash cans, but <laughs> nobody wants to go into the cupboard and have no bowl for their cereal. Yeah. Like you got to run that dishwasher to That's get through true. those things. That's true. You just got to keep it going. It's got to yeah. be constant. Yeah. Constant vigilance. Yeah, that's good. I would agree. I uh the one trash in our house that t- takes forever to be taken out is our recyclable. Mm. Like we have two trash cans. Do you do yep. two trash cans? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Our recyclable trash can, for some reason, like, it doesn't smell because it's just basically cardboard and whatever, you know, yeah. paper. The regular trash is taken out all the time. But the cart, I'll look at the recyclable one and be full and be like, oh, I do not want to take that out. I don't know what it is about it, but I never want to take it out. But I totally agree. It's all good. right. Well, what's last your last one? one? This is my last one. I don't know. Maybe we do differ on it. Did you read the last one? <laughs> I haven't looked at it. 
Maybe I did, but I don't remember. I will. So this is my last one. I will always opt out of using any self-automated system or uh, like a self-help thing. So, for instance, uh, I will always go in and go to the bank teller. I will never use like a drive-through ATM. Mm. Or do it myself counter. Uh, I will not use a self checkout at the grocery store. Mm. Um, I will always press zero a million times on the phone until I speak to a person. <laughs> um, like that's just a few examples. But yeah, I opt out always of like, hey, you can do it yourself over here. It's like, nah, I'm gonna go over here and communicate with somebody. And. Uh, I think that too is like a lost, I don't know. Like it's like a, I liked, I liked the looking somebody in the eye and having them help me with whatever it is that I need help with. Yeah. So like I go to the same cashier every time I go to the grocery store. It's the same dude. Cause I go shop the same day every mm-hmm. week, same time. Cause it fits my schedule. And, uh, he's the same older gentleman that, is using the cashier and I don't know him well, but I yeah. hope like over time, maybe I'll get to know this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that weird? Sometimes no, I cool. have to do click list and I hate it, despise yeah. it. And Mercedes gets so mad because she's like, just do click list. It'd be so much easier. I'm like, no, I'm going to the grocery you store. Just drive there and pick it up. Yeah. And I just, I have a really hard time. Anything that's like self automated, self do it yourself, self checkout. Yeah. All those different things. I don't know why I thought we might differ on that. So I think we do the thing that you use at McDonald's that one time. And yeah. it was an awful experience. That I I will say food service is not the area that I'm interested in automation. But like when I go go to the grocery store, um, for example, uh, I like going in. I like getting my own groceries, um, mainly because I feel like every time my mom my mom uses like the drive up pick up like order online groceries um and i feel like every time there's always like s- several things that are substituted that are like at mm. best kind of not right and yeah. at worst like completely different category and how do you trust them to pick out the produce yeah you know i mean unless you get somebody that passionate about what they're doing I want six bananas. They're just grabbing six bananas. Yep. They're for not looking the for like closest six. It might be green. They might be all green. Yeah. Or they might be all brown. They're not like looking for the hey, this is a good banana that's gonna last a week if they don't eat it. You know what yep. I mean? So yeah, I definitely don't don't vibe on somebody picking out my my food for me. Um because like, yeah, I've heard horror stories of people like, for example, ordering Tillamook ice cream. And then being like gotten Kroger brand, and it's like that's not even in the same category. Like there's like, better options than the it's, Kroger brand. It's better for you to not. <laughs> you should just not giving me ice cream. Yeah, like that I'm would right. be better than just giving me this. Like you know, and it's funny because when you do that too, they just expect you to take the substitution. Yeah, there's been a few times where I'm like, yeah, I don't want that, and they're like, oh, <laughs> okay, well, let me take it out. I'm gonna have to go refund this. It's like. Thank you. <laughs> or like my parents will like click Dr. Pepper 10 
and then they'll get give them diet Dr Pepper. And it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. There's whoa. a way big difference here. These are two entirely different <laughs> beverages. <laughs> Your parents send uh, it back. Uh, I think they usually keep it, but yeah. but see, you don't run into that issue if no. you're the one in there. Yeah, and that's what I'm avoiding. So with that, but the other ones too, like there's something too about just like communicating with people, like having a face to face conversation rather than just doing it yourself, busting through everything. Yeah, May- although it can be frustrating, like watching the baggers bag my groceries sometimes. I'm like, say- gosh, dang, just put the eggs on the top <laughs> i like to bag my own groceries but you, how do you do that though if you have a, a cart do you ever have like a cart full so that's what i was going to say we don't run into an issue of like i guess our, our kitchen is pretty spartan we have almost nothing in the freezer uh we've got some stuff in the fridge but it will be used in meals this week and then the Gone. fridge is empty and then we have some stuff in in the pantry, but it's mostly stuff that like we use on a regular basis for the, you know, eight to 12 meals that we cook regularly. Yeah. So I feel like, cause either Katie goes on Sunday to the grocery store or I go on Monday and we pick up stuff for like Monday night, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And then Thursdays we're on our own. Uh, for dinner, and then Friday, maybe we cook, maybe we eat out. Saturday, maybe we cook, maybe we eat out. So, but we basically <clears throat> buy for those three days at a time. Yeah. So it's it's really small. It's multiple trips of s- multiple small trips to the yeah. grocery store yeah. um, a month. So it's probably like five or six trips to the grocery store a month. Yeah, so it's a little different for you. Yeah, so it's you know it's really quick, and there's usually not a very long line at all through the self-checkout because it's like six or 12 machines. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just hop in. Yeah, it takes me about an hour and a half to go grocery shopping, roughly. I I think on Monday it took me like 45 minutes. Yeah. And listen to podcasts the whole time. It's great. Yeah, so I love grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, I love it. So I listen to podcasts too, and I'll walk around. I take my time. I read like, oh, there's a sale over here. Let me go see what uh, this is. Like I know where all my stuff is. Uh-huh. I know, and they recently switched up the aisles at my grocery store, and it drove me nuts. They moved Wh- everything. Which grocery store do you go to? I go to Fries. Which Fries? The one on Greenway and three hundred three. Oh, okay. I used to go to the one on Litchfield. No, come back. No. Oh, that one's nice though. Yeah, it's a big one. That's the one we drive to. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I've run into my volunteers. It's better than the one that's right here by your house. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, I've ran into a couple of volunteers that like live. Like down in Avondale, they oh, drive, drive all the up way to this up one. To, up oh, to that's that one. good. They pass like three fries on their way. <laughs> <laughs> but they reorganized the fries I go to recently mm. and uh, threw me off. I was there for like an hour or two. Just like, <laughs> where's all my things? Just trying to take in what <laughs> yeah. what the landscape is. Yeah, now. But yeah. Self automated things. I just have a really like yeah. Chase Bank is where I used to bank before going back to Mid First. And I remember the last straw, and I finally was like, okay, I'm just. I'm going to go take the time and switch my accounts. Yeah. Was I went into a chase uh, and I was like standing there waiting for like a teller, mm-hmm. you know, like in person teller inside the bank. And there's a lady standing to my left by this like automated machine. And she's like, hi, sir, can I help you? I was like, oh, I just had to make a deposit. She said, okay, well, I can help you. I'm like, okay, cool. And I walked towards the teller booth. Like she's going to come into the 
the booth area. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You can just use the self-automated machine. And I was like, no, I'll just wait for the person. <laughs> she's like, oh, we don't have those anymore. Unless you want to get in your car and go. We don't have people. Through anymore. the drive-thru. And I was like, I know that's probably not every chase, but that was yeah. the one I was at. And I was like, all right. And so I got in my car and went through the drive-thru to talk to the person. And then I went and switched first like the next day. I just like it. I do deposits if I can. Either So my preferred way to make a deposit is at an ATM because the check gets taken from me mm-hmm. and I get a receipt saying that the check was taken and yeah. here's a picture of the check and here's the amount of money that the check was for. Like yeah. I have like that yeah. evidence so that if for some reason, which has never happened that like there was a discrepancy in my account. Yeah. Um, the, my second preferred way is to do the mobile yeah. app, take a picture of it. I've done that before, but I don't like ending up with the check. Still, that's the part yeah. I don't like about the mobile deposit. Is like, do you shred it or like, like what you... yeah, I have to like hold on to the check and wait and try to and remember, make sure it deposited. And like, I don't know, it just feels weird, like still having the check. Yeah, it's like not clear from your hands. It's like yeah. you're waiting for a couple of days. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, self-automated things. Just not a huge fan. I will admit that the robots are coming for us all and it's huh. probably inevitable <laughs> it is uh man where was i i was recently in a restaurant maybe not recently but in, within the past year where oh i think it's red robin oh yeah the, the, little... ca- the lady doesn't even you do it all on the little thing on the table yep. now it's like bro what is this S- side note to end the show on <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like Red Robin has gotten consistently worse? Oh, yeah. Like, incredibly worse. The yeah. last time I went to Red Robin, which was, like, maybe a year ago, I was like, wow, this is terrible now. Did you go after Christmas Eve rehearsals? Maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> it was just like, this is awful. This is terrible, and I never want to come back again. I've got a gift card to Red Robin, and I haven't used no. it. Their burgers used to be... I used to always get the... Man, Whiskey River hamburger. Yeah, me too. And it was my favorite. It was so good. Their fries were always awesome. We used to get the blue, the onion thing. Yeah. The strawberry lemonades were my go-to. If last time I ate there, I swear it was. It seemed like the burger patties were frozen. Like it was made from frozen burger patties. Yeah. That's yeah. what it felt like. It was like this taste like a frozen burger patty. Yeah. And that is no bueno. No, I ain't going back there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I was there, I went with like a high school group hangout mm. and we did bottomless fries and like drinks and stuff or milkshakes. I think it was like a yeah. happy hour type thing. And uh, even that was like sub- subpar of like, I'm just getting French fries. Yeah. It's a French fry. And now I saw something about them trying to sell pizza. What is you? You yeah, have lost your mind. Yeah, once you go away mind, from what you do, Red Robin. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? Where are you yeah. at? <laughs> you need to go in the direction of like, like have you been to Hop Dotty? Like, they should be going in the direction of like a Hop Dotty, not in the direction of like a we don't know what we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should go back to like we just do burgers in like high end burgers. Like, yeah. there's a market out there that likes really good burgers. Yeah, and you seem to be like. Man, Hop Dotty, they have a good burger. Hop Dotty is bomb.
This show was brought to you by Hop Daddy. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't even have to pay a sponsorship. They could just give us some burgers. <laughs> yeah, some coupons. <laughs> <laughs>